King, you have summoned me. What is it? Take this here vibranium to the Brother Miles as a gift from the people of Wakanda. Go and bring him the vibranium mic. He will use it wisely. Who are you? You don't know. Don't tell me Negro. That's absolutely nothing. What did you do before you were named a Negro? And where were you? And what did you have there? Ask Professor Maurice Miles Martinez, MC Brother Miles, and he'll tell you like it really is. You can shackle the hands of black people. You can jail the bodies of black people. But you cannot shackle or jail the minds of black people. Rise up, black man, black woman, and reach to go back to Africa. My father was a Garveyite. Thus, Marcus Garvey can be thought of as my grandfather. But when you say, I've read in... Dr. Ben's book, or I've read in Dr. Ivan Van Sertima's book, or I've read in Professor Maurice Miles Martinez's book, they say, don't speak that information in here. Brothers and sisters, speak your truth to the world. Brother Miles, the black man's truth is here. The Real Wakandas of Africa podcast. History is a clock that people use to tell their political, economic, and cultural time of day. Brother Miles, the relationship of history to the people is the same as the relationship of a mother to her child. Free at last and proud to be black. One day, Miles, will be free at last. Welcome to the Real Wakandas of Africa podcast, the place where black history, hip-hop, and spoken word come together. I'm your host, Maurice Miles Martinez, also known as MC Brother Miles. At the end of each podcast, we have an original spoken word poetry or hip-hop track by myself. This is now season two, episode two of this podcast, and I want to thank everyone for listening to the first season If you could share this podcast with five of your friends, I would really appreciate it because this will help to get the word out about the podcast and ask them to subscribe. Thank you. Now, last week, we discussed the oldest insect repellent as well as the oldest mattress in the world, which date back to 100 to 200,000 years ago. And the week before that, we discussed Amadou Bamba, who is the most prolific writer in the world he wrote seven tons worth of books that was in season one episode 52 as well as season two episode one this week i'm going to be talking about someone who's really instrumental in pushing me indirectly to study african studies and that is malcolm x And Malcolm X's birthday just passed on May 19th. It should be a national holiday. And so this week, I'm going to tell you a little story about how I encountered Malcolm X. Now, Malcolm X was really popular in the early 1990s and even in the late 1980s. But he was more of a picture until Spike Lee produced his film on Malcolm X. If you have not seen it, you should definitely see Spike Lee's film on Malcolm X. And while it is somewhat Hollywood and not entirely accurate, historically, it is very, very impactful. And it had a huge impact on me. Denzel Washington actually worked really hard to emulate Malcolm X. He had previously been in an off-Broadway play on Malcolm X. And so he was almost the perfect person. And so here was Denzel in the movie, actually speaking almost exactly like Malcolm X. And the autobiography of Malcolm X was really popular at the time. And so here was Denzel speaking 
almost verbatim like Malcolm X. Before there was any such thing as a Republican or a Democrat, we were black. Before there was any such thing as a Mason or an Elk, we were black. Before there was any such thing as a Jew or a Christian, we were black people. In fact, before there was any such place as America, we were black. And after America has long passed from the scene, there will still be black people. I'm going to tell you like it really is. Every election year, these politicians are sent up here to pacify us. Every time you break the seal on that liquor bottle, that's a government seal you're breaking. Oh, I say it, I say it again. You've been had. You've been took. You've been hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray, run amok. So I had never heard anybody speak like this. Up until that point in time, you have to understand, outside of my father, black history in the classroom, in the school, was you were slave, and then Dr. King came along, you were free, and everything's all right today. In fact, I even went to my third grade teacher when they gave us the pictures of presidents, and she asked us to color them. These were outlines of the president's faces. So I turned to her and I said, were the presidents black or were they white? And she looked at me and said, Maurice, were there ever any black presidents? And this was a black teacher who didn't probably know enough black history to effectively answer the question. And the answer really is yes, if you really understand black history, because we had all these monumental leaders, including leaders in a Republican experiment in the Empire of Benin that existed for a period in time. So yes, there were black presidents before we were brought here on slave ships. And if you read Jay Rogers' books, Jay Rogers actually has a book on some of the American presidents who are actually accused of having African heritage. Um, and so there's some evidence of them actually being mixed and having some African heritage. But obviously that's a whole nother conversation for another podcast about presidents who were mixed. They did not take a political policy typically that was pro-black toward African Americans. So even though they may have been genetically black they weren't taking pro-black policies typically for their day and so the point is in my era the school system wasn't even designed to teach anything about black history outside of slavery and dr martin luther king jr so black history until that point in time was very limited in the classroom and my experience and engagement with black history was very limited now i want to say that when i said malcolm x was just a face until the popularization of him during the movie. I said that because that's the most you even saw about him. You didn't really learn what he was talking about or his message. So here I encountered Malcolm X through Spike Lee's movie and through the autobiography. And I said, well, where can I get more information about this? But that wasn't being popularly shared. Now, several months later, I had a tape deck. This was before CDs, before really the popularization of the internet. There was an internet, but it was very rudimentary on mainframe computers. So I had a tape deck, which was like, it was like a Walkman, but it was, you know, a radio, an actual radio, and it had dual tape decks. And I was listening to the radio at the time, WBAI Radio 99.5 FM in New York City, and on comes Malcolm X. And when he came on, I hit record. And this was actually my first exposure to Malcolm X outside of the Spike Lee films. 
and Malcolm X was speaking. Who are you? Don't tell me Negro, that's nothing. What were you before the white man named you a Negro? And where were you? And what did you have? What was yours? What language did you speak then? What was your name? It couldn't have been Smith or Jones or Bunch or Powell. That wasn't your name. They don't have those kinds of names where you and I come from. No, what was your name? And why don't you now know what your name was then? Where did it go? Where did you lose it? Who took it? And how did he take it? What tongue did you speak? How did the man take your tongue? Where's your history? How did the man wipe out your history? How did the man, what did the man do to make you as dumb as you are right now? If you can't do for yourself what the white man is doing for himself, don't say you're equal with the white man. If you can't set up a factory like he sets up a factory, don't talk that old equality talk. If you can't set up a factory like he sets up a factory, don't talk that old equality talk. So I began to listen to Malcolm X, these speeches that I had recorded over and over again. And as you can tell, I memorized them over time. But here Malcolm X was saying, if you're saying you're equal, you should be able to do everything equally, economically equally. If you were on the same economic footing as people in America, then there would be no need to actually be talking or advocating for rights because you would control the purse strings. You would control the purse strings of the local politicians. You would control the purse strings of the school system. But you don't control the economics of your own community. And because you don't control the economics of your own community, because you don't have equal access to be able to set up a factory like he sets up a factory, then you need to stop talking that old equality talk. But Malcolm was also addressing a message of self-identity here, that your identity is not just a local identity, but your identity goes back much further than this when he questions the whole concept of the term Negro at the time. As Dr. John Henry Clark said, while other leaders of the day were trying to beg for entry into the house of our oppressor, Malcolm was saying to build your own house. So Malcolm X was addressing the economic issue, but also in many of his speeches, the issue of identity and self-hatred. Who taught you to hate the color of your skin? Who taught you to hate the texture of your hair? Who taught you to hate the shape of your nose and the shape of your lips? So much so that you don't want to be around each other. No, before you accuse Mr. Muhammad of teaching hate, ask yourself, who taught you to hate the gifts that God gave you? And so soon after memorizing these speeches, I ended up at Herbert Lehman College in the Bronx. And my first semester there, I took a class with Professor Edward Colvert, who knew Malcolm personally, and later he was a media spokesman for Dr. Betty Shabazz's family when she passed away. But this was before the period of being the spokesman that I took his class, and here he was teaching a class. And do you know what the class was called? Malcolm X. And I actually took several classes under Professor Colvert, Dr. Burt Green, and Dr. William Sorrell, who was one of the most published authors in the entire city university of new york in the field of african studies so in this class with edward culvert on malcolm x the quest for more information continued and i began to study further about africa now malcolm x actually provides a solution here for african people for black people 
And this involves controlling the economy of your own community. If you control the economics of your own community, then the politicians will have to pass policies that benefit you. If you control the economics of your community, you control the school system and your children will get a viable and excellent education. If you control the economics of your own community, the police will listen to you instead of harassing you and discriminating against you. If you control the supermarket in your own community, when you go to shop, you can ensure that black people are being hired and that you're not being discriminated against. If you control the economics of your own community and if you are shopping in someone else's store or business and they don't treat you appropriately, they're racist towards you, then you don't spend your money in that business and that business ends up going out of business. And so this is what Malcolm X was talking about, controlling the economics of your own community. It's very important to know who you are, to know your history, and then to control the businesses in your community. As always, we conclude the Real Wakandas of Africa podcast with an original spoken word poetry or hip-hop track by myself, Maurice Miles Martinez, MC Brother Miles. Who are you? Don't tell me Negro. That's nothing. 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 Stop fronting. Is professing to be just a black man in America with no history something? Or did Africa provide more to the humanity of the African spanning millennium at hand? But who was Malcolm X? Who was this man who awakened you and I to the knowledge that sits the man who memorized the entire dictionary is an African historical gift. The man who put his life on the line, an orator, a poet, a genius intellectual mind, a man who did not hesitate to say what you have done to my people. It's a crime, it's a crime. Who was Malcolm X, a genius at hand? with a black nationalistic, economic, political, and social plan for you and I to understand with the understanding that the struggle of the African is international and economic at hand. Who was Malcolm X, the man who questioned? Who taught you to hate the color of your skin? Who taught you to hate the texture of your hair. Who taught you to hate the shape of your nose and your lips? Malcolm X brought us so many blissful intellectual gifts. So start with the autobiography and watch him on film. Listen to his speeches and appreciate the knowledge you build. For Malcolm X has been called many a thing a black shining prince but today I will call him an African king
Thank you for listening to the Real Wakandas of Africa podcast. If you like listening to this podcast, you can now support it by becoming a direct supporter of the weekly podcast. You can donate at the $4.99 level. And if you don't have as much money, you can support it for as little as $1 per month. Please click the link at the end of the description on my podcast on whatever platform you listen to it on. The link will take you to my Anchor.fm podcast page, which is powered by Spotify. If you scroll down on my Anchor.fm page, you will see a button which says support. Anyone who supports at the $9.99 level monthly, I will send you an autographed copy of my book, The Real Wakandas of Africa, Dr. John Henry Clark versus Herman Cain, if you email me. If you support me at the $9.99 level, you will need to email me the address that you want the book sent to at Martinez at gmail.com and I will send you an autographed copy of my book. Again, that email is Martinez at gmail.com M-A-U-R-I-C-E-M-I-L-E-S-M-A-R-T-I-N-E-Z at gmail.com, all one word. And I will send you an autographed copy of the book if you support me again at the $9.99 level. You can also pick a copy of my books up on Amazon, The Real Wakandas of Africa, Dr. John Henry Clark vs. Herman Cain, The Great Wall of Africa, The Empire of Benin's 10,000-mile-long wall, and The Real Vibranium of Africa, which is also under the name The Wakandas, Real Vibranium of Africa, by myself, Maurice Miles Martinez. I have some new books coming out soon, and I will keep you updated. Thank you again for listening to the Real Wakandas of Africa podcast, and I will speak with you next week.